Hello and welcome back as we start in on economic growth. Now this is a really nebulous idea to say the least. We often hear about the growth of the economy, economic growth. Well, what are we talking about really when we're talking about economic growth? If we think about this being our GDP in year one, the amount of stuff we make, and we manage to grow this. So next year, our GDP is larger, and it grows two times. So that's a lot of growth, by the way. So what we have now is we have a larger economy. And that could be economic growth. That very well could be the economic growth we're talking about. This is what we see in China, for example, growing enormously, enormously, enormously. Just realize that. Well, what about on the human scale? What if in year one, our GDP was done with a thousand people? And in year two, to get that double economic growth, we had to triple the number of people. Do we have true economic growth? Because down here, our GDP will have gone up, so we say that's economic growth, but our per capita GDP has gone down. So yeah, the country is has a larger economy, but on a per person basis, every individual on average is worse off than they were the year before. Components uh, of GDP here. And uh, you'll want to be following along on page 179 as we go through the dynamics of an economy. So first, we want to take a look at the relationship between wages, real wages, so reflecting how much we can buy, our purchasing power, and the labor, the amount of labor. And so our economy will have a demand from businesses for labor, and we will have a supply of labor. So these are how many people at the different price levels are willing to provide their lab labor. And when our economy is in equilibrium, we'll have a wage level. So this would represent the average wage per worker, our per capita GDP, and we'll have a number of people we have uh, working. Well, what if we were to get a sudden influx in labor? without any change in demand. Well, we know that yeah, number of people we have working would go up, but the wage level, the per capita GDP, would go down in equilibrium. So everybody is worse off and it's really important to remember if demand stays the same, 
what does that mean for the size of our economy? And here's what it means. Our economy is determined by something called the production function. Here's what a production function says. A production function, and we're going to use y to designate the size of our economy. So you can think of this as being the amount of GDP. And L to designate the amount of labor, the amount of people we have working or employment. And our production function looks like this. So this is our production function. And what our production function says, <coughs> pardon me, is that for any given level of labor, so let's say L1, we'll have a corresponding level of output, Y1. So we could say, for example, L1 right here, when we have that many people working, here's how much we produce. As the amount of people, and it makes sense to think about it, the more people we have working, the more we're going to produce. So when we get that increase in the amount of people that we have working, we're going to have an increase in the amount that we produce. And in the diagram so far, we can see that, yeah, this is an increase in our national GDP, but here's the interesting thing. This is the wage level that we would be at when we have this many workers without a change in demand. We take this one step further now, and in our diagram, what we see is what we call the long-run aggregate supply curve. And this is our real GDP. And the price level. So this is how we always depict our real GDP. We say, great, this is no matter what the price level is in our economy, and the price level is just a number, our real GDP in the long run wouldn't change. Now, this would be our Y1 level, but when we get more workers in, then that's going to increase to Y2. Maybe I'll do this with... So this is where we were before. We have more workers now. So just by virtue of the fact we have more people working, our economy in the long run is able to produce more. So that's really, really interesting when we start thinking about that. When we say, hey, we've had a change in the number of workers that's resulted in a change in our in our production, uh, not, our, not a change in our production function, but a change in our production. And it says, given our resources, this is how much we can produce at, at every level of employment. And that has a change in our real GDP. So we can see here, again, it's emphasizing that idea that, yep, we change how much we produce, 
Our economy grows, our real GDP grows, but our wage per worker is decreasing. So how do we now, uh, what's the other side of this? Well, what if we were to change what we call our productivity? What is that going to look like? So here we go. Here's what increased productivity is going to begin to look like. We actually would start off thinking about our production function. So just again a reminder, our production function says that for any given level of labor we have a corresponding level of output. Well, productivity means that for the amount of labor we produce, we actually are able to produce more for every level of labor. So our production function would actually shift up. What's the impact of that? Well, here's our Y1, and notice that if we were still at this labor level 1, we would be producing here. But something else curious happens along the way. Get rid of that. Something else curious happens along the way. Well, when we're able to produce more than our demand for labor grows. So employers are wanting to employ more people. What happens in our new equilibrium? Well, we are employing more people, and remember now we're on this production function too, and each person has a higher wage. So we were here on this production on this first production function and producing L1 or had L1 labor and this many this is how much we produced. Now with this increase in technology and we're on, and being on this new production function so we're more productive as a result of the increase in technology we have L2 labor and we have Y2 production ultimately this has now resulted same as before, when we just look at our long-run aggregate supply curve, so in the long run we know our supply curve looks like that. We have this shift out from Y1 to Y2. 
The summary of this, of course, is that when we increased our production function, so an increased, a more productive technology, we had a shift out of our demand curve, increase in the equilibrium labor, increase in the equilibrium wage, so increase in the labor that is now producing at this level on the on the uh, more productive, more technologically advanced production function, producing this level Y1, which is higher than Y2, results in this long-run shift.